You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. You are joined by myself, Lawson, my wonderful co-host, Anita. It is 8.04 a.m. We are broadcasting from here in the Hunter Valley region of New South Wales, very close to Newcastle. And we have come to the time in which we give you another quiz. Yeah, our next one is what leader's death preceded the Israelites' descent into Baal worship? Oh. Oh. Yikes. A real change, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you know the answer to this one, the unfortunate answer, hey, well, 0491 This person was actually quite faithful. Uh, mm. They were a fantastic person, but it's unfortunate that, yeah, as a result of them passing away, they, mm. uh, yeah. Went into Baal worship, so pagan mm. worship, moving away from God and into pagan stuff. Um, and this leader was very prominent, mm-hmm. very strong, a name that a lot of people even use for their boys today. That's probably the clue that I'd give. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> In wow, fact, okay. You know how yesterday I said, I was it yesterday or the day before, um, that one of the answers was my friend's name, and nobody knows who that was, mm-hmm, eh? Mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. we got it in the end was Deborah. But this one is my nephew's name. So there's mm-hmm. another clue. <laughs> hey, there you go. If you know the answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Hey, I'm going to share a quick recipe from the Food as Medicine book because you really do want to get it. Hey, mm-hmm. um, this one is Persian herb stew with black eyed beans. Do you mm. use Do you use beans a lot in your cooking, Lawson? I love beans. You love beans. I love them. All I, sorts. I yeah yeah. I think well, I mostly use. I like black beans and I like. Into a bean. And also, you know, you just go and get a can of like four bean mix mm. from, from you know, from out Coles, wherever. So, yeah, no, I love beans. Yeah, I do, I do too. And this mm. one's got a Persian herb stew. So that's just sounding Ooh. amazing. And the pictures here look absolutely incredible. Enticing, mouth watering. Uh, mouth watering, just looking at them. Hey, I've got another question on food. Do you like Brussels sprouts? I have come to like Brussels sprouts. I didn't like them when I was younger. I think when they're cooked well, you know, cook them with some garlic and whatnot. If you can cook them well, I, I like them. I've had Brussels sprouts the last two days. Wow. And yeah, how has that been I, for you? I love Brussels sprouts. Okay, there you go. My mum brought us up on Brussels sprouts when mm. we were kids, and that's where I got to like them. So Brussels sprouts are good for you too. I know you like cabbage. But yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Cabbage, cabbage is kind of Brussels sprout adjacent, mm-hmm. and I love cabbage, dude. Cabbage <laughs> is so yum, and it just goes in so many things. Dude, yes. oh, yum. So Shell's shaking her head. She doesn't like Brussels sprouts. Shell, do you I like anything? Do you I, like eating food? I grew up calling those gag balls. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you actually like then, Shell? What, what, what are you a fan of? What, what is it that, that you know, makes the, the mouth water? Which vegetable is it for you? Oh, I love cabbage as well, oh. but I don't see how cabbage is anything related to Brussels it's sprouts. It's just like Brussels sprouts uh, are a really tiny version yeah, of cabbage. That, not that's in flavor. Ex- they don't taste anything. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to make some Brussels sprouts when you come over with Lyle sometime. <laughs> my husband didn't like Brussels sprouts. He's like, I don't like them. And I said, let me do it my way. And we, he had them. He said, okay, I like Brussels sprouts. No. So no I, I think can, the key is the way. Yeah. Right. I don't hate them like I used to oh, when I was there a child. You go. But, yeah, if they are done correctly, I can eat them. Well, they're in season at the moment, so mm-hmm. now's the time to have them. Now's the time to have them. So. Yeah, Shell's never coming to your house. Um, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. I, oh, that number again, 0491 mm. Of course, that's the number to text if you know who the leader was whose death preceded the Israelites' descent into Baal worship. We've got mm. some answers coming through. I've also got 
text message here from Brayden. Mm. He writes, the idea that Jesus' blood must be represented by fermented drink is rather abhorrent because Jesus is supposed to be our pure sacrifice. Mm. Absolutely. This like this is a fantastic comment from a symbology point of view. Yeah. When we look at, you know, who it is that that Jesus is, what he came to do and represent, the purity of his blood. Yeah. To be mingled with alcohol, yikes. Hey, I got a text message coming in here from Trish, and this is actually in regards to yesterday's show. We know that we we can tell that Trish must be listening to the delayed broadcast. If so, Trish, you'll probably get this by tomorrow. And if you do, we want to encourage you, jump on the Faith FM app, jump on the website, and you can listen live because some of our stations, you know, we're in areas with less strong signal strength, and so it runs a, a you know, a behind a day because mm, you can't it. keep up with a live stream. But Trish writes in and says, however, and this is in regards to our conversation yesterday, we were talking about abortion. It says, however, this doesn't mean that those who have had terminations are condemned for life. It's really important. So, well, yesterday we were talking about how the Church of Christ in the, you know, the, the United Church for Christ, the United Church of Christ, which is a Modest, uh, Protestant mainline denomination in the United States, how they had released a a resolution that their members need to go and to protest and participate in civil disobedience and fight so that uh, they, you know, abortion access would be enabled in their various mm. different areas and whatnot. Mm. And essentially, I, I think for us here at Faith FM, we are very sympathetic to people who have been through that situation. Mm-hmm. We are very sympathetic to, you know, yeah. Who have needed for whatever reason to have an abortion because it's not an easy decision to make. Mm-hmm. Abs- a- absolutely. Um, we are sympathetic, but at the same time to then to to then make a church mandate to advocate for such, to use church funds on such, uh, this is something that, well, for, for myself and I think for, for, for many Christians um, that we stand against because of the Bible's, like, command to save life rather than terminate it. Uh, that being said, yeah, we are sympathetic to these people and their decisions. And, you know, I know people who have had abortions and, and often coming from a place of, of difficulty and whatnot. But then simultaneously, I think something that's just really key to point out as well is statistically, the overwhelming majority of abortions do not come from that kind of situation or circumstance or place, whether it's um, abuse or incest or rape and whatever it may be. And something that I stand heavily against, and this is a saying that, you know, when people go, oh, what's your opinion on abortion? Something that, that I, I say is a uh, is because well the phrase is used within the pro-choice community. It's abortion is healthcare, and I actually agree. And I say yes, abortion is healthcare, but not contraception. And I think this is a, a very keen, important thing that abortion should exist as a procedure to save life if it's needed to save life. But from the perspective that it, uh, yeah, it is a form of contraception. I think that you know there are. Far less drastic measures and steps you can take to solve the problem of not having a baby. And if you end up in a position where you are pregnant and you 
must go forward with the pregnancy, I think that, yeah, two, two wrongs don't make a right. And we have the opportunity to see a beautiful life come into the world who is, uh, yeah, who will be a blessing and to I think everyone. And I think each situation is very individual. And I love what Trisha said here is that mm. if somebody does choose to, ta- to, to terminate, God doesn't condemn us. You, you you take it to God and you say this. You know, mm. you really have that heart to heart with with God um, about mm-hmm. the situation and and really pour your heart out because, mm. like I say, I think you know for any female to decide to do that and and we've heard of stories where females have chosen had to do that for their own personal reasons. Even mm. the males not in in the decision stage. Sometimes sometimes they are, but. We, out, my heart goes out as a female to any other female that has ever had to have that mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason that has actually happened. And mm-hmm. my heart goes out to um, any female who has, had, has, has aborted for whatever reason and it's still troubling you. Take mm-hmm. it to mm-hmm. Jesus. He, he knows you. He loves you for who you are. Mm-hmm. So take it and, you know, if you feel it's burdening you, ask for forgiveness for whatever reason if that's happened, but at the same time, put it out, put it out there and just have that friendship. He, he wants to be your forever friend. Mm. And so don't just carry that burden if you are still carrying the burden for whatever reason you've needed to terminate yeah. in this time. And, uh, yeah, we also want to encourage you, if this is a triggering subject or a topic for you, 131114 is the number for Lifeline. You can get on to someone who you can speak to and, and hash it out about that as well. Well, continuing on with the show, we do not have you know any text messages or comments anymore. Oh, we do. To, oh, oh, we do. do. I want to come back to this one from uh-huh. Suzanne. She said you can get red Brussels sprouts now as well. What is so, a red yeah, Brussels no, no. sprout? So obviously the Brussels sprout um, conversation has triggered some interest. Thanks, Suzanne, for for writing that in. I haven't come across the red Brussels sprouts, so I'm wondering where they... I haven't seen... Suzanne, can you let us know, have you seen them in the shops or do you grow them yourself? Or if anyone else knows, just let us know. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we are going to be spending time in Ephesians chapter 2, Danuta. Yeah, Ephesians chapter 2. We're loving going through the book of Paul in Ephesians. Mm. And I'm wondering, uh, Lawson, to, to get us kick-started, because some of our listeners may not have joined us yesterday or or haven't yet listened to the delayed broadcast, but mm-hmm, jumping mm-hmm. on today, I'm wondering if we can pick up from chapter 2 and verse 1 to 10 again, and we're just going to... Dig into it deep today. Absolutely. Chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with the Spirit, by grace you have been saved, Mm. and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his 
kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in oh, them. Oh, it's not a powerful passage all the way through, really. And what Paul actually covers, like we, we covered last week in chapter 1, just review again, is he's speaking to the Ephesians here and he's saying they have redemption in Christ. Um, and then he also then covers a prayer of spiritual wisdom, which we unpacked that about our inheritance in God. And now we're moving into the phase, the first three verses, which we, we dug into a bit deeper yesterday, the first three verses that you just read. And he made alive those who are dead in trespasses. And we unpacked the whole thing of the lust of the flesh. And we talked about the fact of what the lust of the flesh is, the pride of life. We talked about, you know, you, know, you really unpacked that whole thing about the desires of sexuality oh, these yeah. days. <laughs> and stuff like you just really went into that yeah. right? and then we unpacked into Galatians chapter mm. 5 mm. Uh, where it actually talks about uh, now the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery, fornication unclean, uncleanness um, lewdness, idolatry sorcery, hatred, contentions jealousy, outbursts of wrath self-ambitions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries mm-hmm. all that sort of thing that he mentions there mm-hmm. and so it unpacks that before we unpack that even more as to what we go into here, because Paul covers about being dead in trespasses mm. and how then we become alive in Christ. So today we really want to focus that being alive in Christ mm. and what that really means. But can you actually go to another passage that already unpacks that whole lust of the flesh and the worldly things? First John chapter 2 sure. and verse 16. So we're going to First John. First John is towards the end, just before the book of Revelation, if you are looking into your Bibles or if you're listening in. We're just letting you know it's towards the end um, of of the Bible. First John chapter two and verse. Uh, actually, take it from fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, absolutely, please, and seventeen and actually. Yeah, it says, mm. "Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of this world." And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Wow, isn't that like, that That really just says it all, doesn't it? The mm. fact that if if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm-hmm. That's huge, isn't mm. it? As in, when, yeah. Oh, oh I, was just, I was just thinking, because essentially the, what we discovered yesterday is that the way of the world is so opposed to the way of God. We were even, yeah, we were just speaking about, you know, what informs our life. And particularly when we were on the phone with Pastor Andy Mathis and, and, um, it's, yeah, Andy yeah. Mathis. Yep, <laughs> we're on the phone with him, and we're talking about you know the, the spirituality and how that's such a cornerstone mm. to our lives. How spirituality informs, like although we have all of these core basic needs, spirituality informs the direction in which we obtain those means. And yeah. this was a big thing we commented on yesterday: is that often sin and the ways of this world are a perversion mm. of you know the ways and the routes to obtain those means. And we talked about sexuality as being an, an example of that uh, but here we can see just quite clearly um that yeah the love of the world and the ways of the world it's like oh if i love the world i don't love god and it's like yeah obviously because god's ways are so different so I, different if i if i put it into you know a marriage context again and you have 
a partner. It's someone that you say you, you make food for them. And, and they're like, hey, I really hate Brussels sprouts. Never make Brussels sprouts. <laughs> and then you even make Brussels sprouts for them. And they're like. And then they love it. And love then, my husband. And, and they, might, they might come to love it. But let's say in a context where they say, hey, look, thank you so much for making this for me. But I really don't like this. Like, it, it, I'm, I'm actually allergic. I'm allergic to Brussels sprouts. I can't tolerate them or stand them. And it'll actually make me sick. And if I eat enough Brussels sprouts, I'll die. And it's like, oh, okay, fair but enough. But we implement then what Jennifer was saying, the mind over the... Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> but, says what you think. Yeah. Very change. But let's say, you know, this person has an observable allergic reaction to Brussels sprouts where they physically can't eat them because a chemical in the, in the Brussels sprouts will cause them to die. Yet you are continually feeding them Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. You're like, nah, just eat these. And they're like... I'm going to die. Like we can see here that that person would not feel appreciated or loved or want to spend any time with you as a result of, of doing that to them. And when it comes to God, well, we serve a God who is gracious and loving and who sees our mistakes and who sees our moral failings and who sees what we can't un- overcome. And he is there standing and wanting to giving, give us something oh, better. But man. then the advice from Paul is given. He's like, look, if you love the ways of the world, mm. you just simply don't love. God mm. like you don't want to spend time with it like like and it's it's not that oh God isn't allowing you to no it's like that that is the reality it's no. like hey God is someone who has you know certain standards he's a he's a being with preferences like all of us and if we don't abide in his preferences which by the way order the universe like God's preferences for life are ones that are so ultimately benefit like benefiting to us because Mm. they are, you know, construct the very fabric of nature that we live in. Uh, And so we will automatically have a better life by following them. Mm. But it's like, if we don't want to do them, then yeah, of course we don't love God. That's that's easy. But here's the beautiful thing too. Mm. Verse four that you read in chapter two, it says, but God. Yes. I'm going to come back to that. Who is rich in mercy Mm -hmm. because of his great love. With which he loved us. Mm-hmm. Those two key words, you know, mercy and his great love, are two really powerful words. But mm. even more with that, it starts off with "but God." Yes, there's this pivot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. happens. That, in other words, you know, your your way of life, your worldly ways. When we accept Christ into our lives, there's this pivotal moment and continuing moments because we talked about that even off air we continued our Mm. study a bit of or discussion about that isn't it that when we come to Jesus and repent we say Mm. Lord I'm sorry for this because we even though as Christians you know we still sin don't we that's the thing we're in this world of sin so but we come to Jesus and we say Lord I repent of my sins and that's why it says Paul says but God. In other words, he brings in this new hope-filled reality that marks the lives of the believers, and I yeah. love that, yeah. and I love that. And so that's why then, and we're going to touch in this in, in, as we continue on in the study about the fact that, you know, because Christ was resurrected and then he was ascended to heaven mm. and he was exalted, you know, in the heavens to the right hand of the Father, mm. when we accept Christ into our lives and we become, we are believers in Jesus Christ, we become, this is powerful, we become co-resurrected mm. with him. We become co-exalted with him. We become co-ascendant. Yeah. Like, 
We have we have a spot, you know, in we, heaven mm. that he has prepared for us and and I love that that he is the instigator. You know, he is but the instigator. God, it's like hey, we were this but God. God mm-hmm. is the instigator, he's the actuator, he is the one who enables salvation, who enables a relationship with him. And so it simply gives us a paradigm. It's like, yes, God is a God of standards and he wants change. And it's obvious mm. like like he he we don't believe in and the Bible doesn't preach universalism. That oh, Oh, no, God is just okay with everything. Mm-hmm. No, the Bible doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but simultaneously, God can see us in our broken, sinful oh. state, and he is the one who extends the hand. He is the one who takes the step. Mm-hmm. He is the one who opens the door. We aren't, we're not the one banging on the door. Mm-hmm. He is. Yep. Jesus is out there. He's like, let me into your lives and your in. heart. I want to be with you, which is beautiful. beautiful. It's something that we can look forward to. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And true, you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we are going to bring you our final quiz for today. According to 2 Samuel 19, 34 and 35, what elderly man claimed he was unable to hear the voices of singers? Was it wow. A, Eli, B, Nathan, C, Samuel, or D, Barzillai? So according to 2 Samuel 19, 34 and 35, what elderly man claimed he was unable to hear the voices of singers? Was it A, Eli, B, Nathan, C, Samuel, or D, Barzillai? And you go into uh, text us. We've had heaps of texts coming in, to responses mm. to that and other things which we're going to touch on in a sec too. But you go in for the draw for food as medicine, cooking for your best health by Sue Rad, which was awarded the cookbook of the the year um, for the in the, in the world for 2017. Mm. Yeah, we've got some text messages coming in, and Suzanne wrote in. So we were asking, like, where do you get red Brussels sprouts yeah. from? <laughs> Suzanne writes in, I saw red Brussels sprouts in Woolworths in South Australia. So okay, sweet. That's but then great. Margie came in and commented and said, Have you heard that red colorant killed a celery plant faster than any other colorant tested? Red Brussels sprouts, you know, maybe maybe it's the same deal. And we and we were thinking, um, well, we have Rod Bailey coming on tomorrow. He's our resident expert agriculture and farming and veggie man. We get him on. He's he's from up there in the Port Macquarie area doing all kinds of farming and tells us all about it. And so we can ask you. We can so make sure you tune in tune in tomorrow and you can find out all about red coloring and because we, we have an expert coming on. So it's gonna be very, very interesting. Uh and And why they are really red Brussels straps. Yeah, yeah. Well, He'll actually answer that question. But and I'm gonna be looking for red Brussels sprouts here in New South Wales. Maybe it's a South Australian thing, but I'm hoping mm. we can actually get some here even in New South Wales. Absolutely. And then Suzanne wrote in, I recommend buying baby Brussels sprouts for those trying them out and not so keen. They are a bit more mild in ah, flavor. Yes, that's true. They are. Mm-hmm. They are. Good point. Good mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love yeah. it. I just, I just love cabbage. I just, oh, <laughs> I had the best lunch yesterday. It was like cabbage with noodles, and I have a big pot that's left over sitting in the fridge, and I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm so ready to eat it for lunch. Oh, it's going to be powerful. It's going to be amazing. You're listening to the Breakfast Show here on Faith <laughs> FM, and look, we've we've given you a quiz question. We've already got answers coming in. Hey, you can. Text us if you have any thoughts, 0491 064. 
0844-669-669. But we're talking about Ephesians chapter 2. We're talking about being made alive with Christ. Remember, well, essentially, redemption here it says, but God, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Mm, and you were saying just before we went into the song that, that Christ is the one that reaches out to us. Yeah. He reaches out his mm-hmm. hand. I mean, symbolically, reaches out his hand, you know, or you can you also hear terms or, or, or pictures of Jesus knocking on people's hearts. Yeah. Hey, that, that's, that's essentially much the same mm. thing. But here's the thing. It's our choice to mm, respond mm-hmm. to that. It's our choice to respond. And so what here Paul is actually saying when he talks about um, being dead, dead in our trespasses and uh, giving away the worldly things in verse 4, it says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love and which he loved us. And verse 5 and 6, do you want to read verse 5 and 6? Because either these are the key areas where yeah, it's Yeah, verse 5 and 6. Well, starting in verse 4, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Mm, and here's the thing. It says, while we were still dead in trespasses, and here's the thing, that Christ died for all. He didn't just die for those that have responded when he was here on yep. earth mm-hmm. or that just respond now. He died for everyone because mm. he wants all to be saved. Yes. Hey, that's He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance and have everlasting life. You have everlasting yeah. life simultaneously, as, as it says so clearly in in the book of First Timothy, when it says God desires all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Like God is, we said that God's not a universalist in the in the sense that mm. He accepts everything, but God is wanting all to be saved. He is offering and exp- and extending salvation to all people. Yeah, that's it. And I think of also a passage in Philippians chapter 2 um, where it says, you know, that Christ humbled himself, who being in the uh, chapter 2, verse 6, I'm reading, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, coming in the likeness of man, and found in appearance he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, and, and verse Nine, therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above mm. every name. You know that song, name above all names. Mm. He is worthy of all praise. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that's that's a fabulous song because that is the that is the reason. There's another song that comes to my mind. He, we are the reason that he gave his life. You know mm. those sort of things that he was exalted to the throne. And we were talking um, earlier that when we accept Jesus in our lives, we become part of that co-resurrection, that we are co-resurrected with him. And I think even of, and co, co-ascended with him and co-exalted him to the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. And it's when we come to Jesus that we, when we reach out to him, so he's reaching out his hand to us, like you said earlier, mm. but also that when we respond and we choose him and we reach out to him and say, God, I need you, Lord, I need you in my life, the thing is that we become resurrected daily from mm. from our pits, mm-hmm. from our pit in our lives. Yeah. You know, and that's the beautiful thing, and we become exalted. And we talked about yesterday even about through Jesus we have victory over sin, mm. which kind of boggles the mind that we can have that, but we can. Yeah, I, I, I love the point that you're making, particularly about co-resurrection. Yeah. Now, this isn't to say that I've heard, you know, some preachers 
propagate the idea like this isn't say that we become god or we become jesus there there are preachers christian preachers out there and when they say this i'm like are you even christian they're like we become gods you know this kind of thing and even even you know within the mormon faith they have this idea that you know you're you're essentially a god and you become a god and mm. god and whatnot but um and they, they also say that you know jesus and satan are brothers but it's whatever it may be but the idea of being co you know exalted with oh. him this is because this is so key this is so key there the route of salvation that we are given is not one where it's like okay you know you're just like better now and and uh-uh. no but the, the, how we get saved is that jesus has come and lived a perfect yeah. human life and died on our behalf on our behalf we take upon ourselves his righteousness yeah he doesn't manifest within mm. us or like like i think this is this is really key god does do a work in us a mm. sanctifying work to mm. to grow us and to change us but the the transaction that takes place so that we get into heaven isn't that he makes us so righteous that then mm. we're then we're we're like oh yes you know on my righteousness i mm. stand before you in the judgment no it's with christ's righteousness with christ's righteousness even if god was to make us perfect uh-huh. from this point forward we have no case to pass the judgment because we've already sinned mm-hmm. we're already guilty it is through christ's righteousness oh. it is through christ's power it is through it is the way that we are saved we are exalted with christ we are saved mm. by christ like Everything we are taking on His life, His, his righteousness. Life, yeah. It's it's Being His right. Yeah. It's His that yeah. He has gracefully given to us. Now, mm, not this, of ourselves. That's right. Does this mean He doesn't change us? And this, but even that, it's like any work that then gets done in us, any change to our character, any change in our hearts and lives, comes from His powerful work. From mm. from His from basic yeah, it's His job. It is. It is this his is, job. This is the the key thing. It's and, our it's our job to choose. It's his job to work. And and I just want to add with that just an, a, a nice example with my husband. Mm. Like he he was into the worldly way. You know he was he was brought up in a Christian home, mm. and 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 left the Lord. You know went into worldly ways. Got into the drugs, the alcohol, mm. the smoking and stuff. And when he started allowing Jesus into his life. You know, and he, he, we need to get him on air sometime to share his story, but he literally one morning he was on his way to church. So he was going to church, still doing some of these things. And then one morning God just spoke to him and said, you don't need this. He actually opened the alcohol. But anyway, he, he just tipped it out. And in one morning, he just left the alcohol, the drugs, yeah, wow. the smoking. And that is the power of God. And that's, that's what we're talking about here, that God rich in his mercy and his love, you know, and that we become alive in Christ. Mm. And, you know, no longer in those, in, in those dead, dead in sin, um, but coming to Christ, we take on that righteousness and we have that victory over sin. We can overcome because of Christ. Absolutely. I, I love this. It is our job to choose, but he has first chosen us mm. and he is the one that is working in us. And and that's where we stand as followers of God. It's mm. it's like, oh, you know, who's who is our help? Who is our redeemer? Who is our rock? It is Christ. Amen. He is all we have. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. And we have come to the time where we, we don't have any questions, just answers. So just answers. Give here it to go. us. Yeah. What man, brother of Moses, was priest for the nation of Israel? The answer is Aaron. Aaron, yes. Aaron. Well mm. known. He, he, um, 
he was very much the right hand hey of Moses. Yeah. Just the, mouthpiece the mouthpiece as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What prophet anointed the young king as Israel's king to succeed Paul? The answer is Samuel. Samuel mm. the prophet. Number three, fill in the blank. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments is the answer here. We had some different ones there coming through as well, but the answer is judgments. The Bible passage that I didn't give to you is is given to you now, Psalm 119, verse 7. Mm. I actually snuck in that song there, so they could... They could have gotten the answer the from the song. <laughs> there you go. We are giving out clues a bit at times, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Number four, what leader's p- death preceded the Israelites' descent into Baal worship? And I, the clue I gave is that it's my nephew's name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the answer is Joshua. And, of course, everyone knew from that. You basically gave it away. Well, no, well <laughs> that's it, eh? In fact, with this one, we actually didn't get people responding with the right one with this one, yeah. even though they were coming through. So I'm wondering if we can go to Judges chapter 2. Man, verse, I'm here. Verse 8 to 11, but I also want us to bring in verse 7 because that's a real key to that. Well, in verse 7 it says, The people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the things the Lord had done in, for Israel. Joshua, the son of Nun, uh, the servant of God, died at the age of 110, and they buried him in the land of his inheritance at timnath Heres, in the country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. After the whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done in Israel. Then the Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. Yeah, so, so there's our answers with that. And so, yeah. and that can tend to happen even these days, you know, that in, in, when a, a, a prominent person in the family, when I say prominent, somebody that's really strongly spiritual passes away. Sometimes what happens in the generations that follow mm. that, uh, you know, they can turn away from the Lord and things like that. And so this is, this, there's a lot of things that we could unpack here and maybe we'll do that another time even more as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. But it, it is, it's discouraging to see that. And well, as a result, you know, the rest of the book of Judges, the, the narrative of the book of Judges is that they continually end up in strife because of their, you know, going and serving vows. Yeah. And whatnot, they you know end up constantly unfaithful to God, oppressed and yeah. enslaved, and all and kinds rebellious. of stuff, and, and it's it's just awful. And so, yeah. oh, and then the the closing chapters of the book of Judges being just the most horrific, horrifying thing you could possibly read mm. ever. Uh, I I recommend you read it though because I think it's included in the Bible for a reason. Um, that we it's a really fantastic and amazing. Um, case study for yeah. us to show what, what does it look like when we leave the service of the Lord. Yeah. And then it. finally we got this question, this last one here. Yeah. According mm-hmm. to Second Samuel nineteen thirty four to 35, what elderly man claimed he was unable to hear the voices of singers? Was it A, Eli, B, Nathan, C, Samuel, D, um, Baz, Bazirai, Baz, Bazirai, right, Baz, Basilehi. Oh, man, I had it right before, didn't I? And now it's just like tongue twisting. Mm. So the answer is Basilehi, actually, that one. You'll find it, of course, in that passage. So if you look, you go in for the draw, you know, for food as medicine, those that have responded, Mm. cooking for your best. um, And 
Can we, oh, we need to read this text message that's yeah, yeah, come yeah. through. Like uh, the Brussels sprouts have really generated <laughs> a lot of interest this morning. Yeah. So it, we've had another one. Did yeah, you want to read that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, sure. It says, yes, that's what I was thinking. Red Brussels sprouts playing with nature again, having a blessed day. So yeah. I'm wondering whether it's a splicing thing, if they're putting a couple plants together, or if it's a dying thing. Mate, we'll have the answers tomorrow. We'll have our expert in, in oh, agriculture and growth. We're going to have Rod Bailey that, on to tell us And it'll be it. interesting because you get things like peacherines these days, which yeah, is a peach right. and a nectarine joined together and mm. all these sorts of different things. So yeah. my dad used to graft trees. I used to watch him as a child oh, grafting awesome. trees. So one tree had like four or five different fruits on it. So <laughs> like, yeah. I'm wondering so, if that, how much that affects the flavor. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, I'm going to be looking for them. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And we have come to the end of our show this morning. Now, you might be sad, and I, I described yesterday, you know, cheers, ro- uh, t- tears rolling down the cheeks. Uh, <laughs> man, I saw, you know, get, yeah. get those switched off sometimes. <laughs> you, might have, you might have tears rolling down the cheeks. You might be sad. But that's okay. We've got amazing program coming up after this with Tassie Encounters, and we're going to be back on tomorrow as well. Mm. So now what you have to do is talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.